Ole Miss survives the Temple Owls 63-55. We will go over all the reaction and talk about the game right after this. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, the Ole Miss Rebels defeated the Temple Owls 63-55. The realistic thing is we have some stuff to nitpick in this game, and it could have gone other ways, but Ole Miss figured out a way to survive one of these games, and I think that is important. Um, Deshaun Ruffin came out and did some things that he needed to do. Matt Morrell played well. They still had shot deserts. They still were problematic at times. They ended up, we're going to go through the stats, they shot in the 30s for the game, eight, like 18% from three. Let's see exactly what they um shot for the game. 38% from two, 18% from three, 68% from the line. This is a game that Ole Miss won by dominating rebounds, which they were up 46-34. to 34. And turnovers, they only had 11, and they forced nine. So that was pretty much a wash. I mean, it was a game that Ole Miss had four points in the first eight minutes of the game. Against Central Florida, they had no points in the first eight minutes of the game. So by that metric, it was an extravaganza. It was a scoring Frenzy. Everybody was getting a shot. But all seriousness, it was an extremely slow start start again. And the only reason that UCF didn't happen again, Memphis didn't happen again, is that Temple was ice cold. They ended up shooting 29% from two-point range for the game, 20% from three. Honestly, if it wasn't for their free throw shooting, this game could have gotten away from them sooner. But they weren't able to expand that lead. And that lead was important for them because if they could have expanded it, Ole Miss might have had a little bit of trouble, just like UCF, just like Memphis. It was the same game happening. The difference is Temple was not making their shots. They had good shots. They had open shots. They just weren't going down for Temple as well. So instead of being down over 20 points like they were against Central Florida and Memphis, they were down like seven or eight points against Temple. That was the difference between those games and this game. And after Ole Miss came out of that initial slow start, just like Memphis, just like UCF, they kind of outplayed Temple from that point forward. And that showed by in the second half, Ole Miss won 39-28, to outscored them by 11. Similar thing happened against UCF. A similar thing happened against Memphis. The difference is, that slow start wasn't so disastrous. Now, we have to figure out what we're doing at the beginning of games, that teams are able to handle Ole Miss's players fairly easily. Four points in eight minutes is not going to cut it. Zero points in eight minutes is not going to cut it. That's two straight games. The first eight minutes of the game, Ole Miss has scored a total of four points. That won't make it. Tennessee is coming up. It will be here 
unbelievably fast. It's like 10 days away. You got North Alabama on the 20th, and then Tennessee isn't coming into the house. Then Alabama is on the schedule. Then you play Mississippi State. Then you play Auburn. You have good team after good team after good team after good team. And the only thing that you're going to be able to do and handle this is if you avoid these shooting deserts. You can't have a situation where you go that long without a field goal. And it wasn't just the first eight minutes of the game where they struggled so much. There were several three or four minute shooting F field goal droughts throughout the game. They just go into these deserts and whenever that happens, it's going to be all on the defense. And the defense, like I told you, is a pretty good defense when they make shots. When they don't make shots, the defense doesn't get set up on an open court. It just gets a little bit easier for the opponent. But whenever Ole Miss can set up their defense, they're pretty good. I mean, that's the way they're designed. So I was sitting here thinking about this. Is this defense, this this Ole Miss team, is this 1997 Ole Miss or is this like 2003 Ole Miss? I mean, that's the question. Is it last season Rod Barnes or is it last season Rob Evans? That That is the interesting dynamic here. Which one is it? Because both of them are built around a strong, super stingy defense. The only difference was the 97-98 team could create their own shot. They could play offense. They were offensively competent. The Rod Barnes team still played unbelievably stingy defense, but just could not generate any offense. Which team is this? That, that, that is kind of the spectrum of this team. Is it, the, is it Rob Evans last year, or is it Rod Barnes last year? And this is going to be an unbelievably brutal start to the SEC schedule. And I don't know how anybody that has watched what's happening right now could be in any way encouraged. Any way encouraged. Now, we are going to take this and look at this and try and find positives out of this. Ruffin bounced back from the UCF game. He, he had to. He, he was physically beaten down against UCF. He was able to bounce back against this Temple team. Morrell kind of started taking ownership in the second half. That Those were my positives from that game. Other than the fact that the second, the second 30 minutes of the game, the last 30 minutes of the game, Ole Miss was able to kind of assert their will. But if this Ole Miss team doesn't make shots, it is bad. Not just – not just – Worse than if they did, they are bad when they don't make shots. They need it to just jumpstart the defense. The whole thing that they want to do is about setting up that defense. And you need to be able to make shots. You need to be able to make free throws. Missing free throws and allowing an open court, fast break transition type situation, that, that is going to hurt this team. So they're going to have to shoot free throws well. I, I say this because Javis, Javius McKinnis, I think they said he was 27% on the year. I mean, Jason Smith even looks at that and goes, whoa, that's pretty low, man. And I think this team has a chance to surprise some people during the season. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this basketball team beat Auburn. 
I also would not be surprised at all if this team lost to Georgia, if this team lost to Vanderbilt. I don't think there's a team on the schedule after Northern uh, North Alabama that is a win that people should take for granted that it's going to be a win. Every game in SEC play is losable. If Ole Miss wins, icing on the cake. But the way it sits right now, it is very inconsistent and very frustrating. And I've got DMs all tonight about, I turned this off in the first half. Who can watch this? It was excruciating. I decided to do to clean up the kitchen instead. Saw those type of messages during the game. And A, that's not good for Kermit Davis. Because attendance is not going to pick up during conference play if the fan base is extremely down. That's just that's just the way it is. So anyway, I want to tell you betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends of every professional on AmpNet. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those in BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available on every um, platform. Um, Subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notification, and participate in the conversation down below by commenting or upvoting the video. Um, now, in the second segment, we're gonna we're gonna if you have any questions, put them in the chat. I'm gonna try and see them. If y'all get them too quick, if I don't get them, ask again. Um, how much is Kerm on left on Kermit's contract? I think Kermit is completely renewed, so he's got three years left on it. So I would I imagine. It's somewhere in between two or three mil a year, so he's probably six to nine million dollars, I would say, in that realm at basketball coach. That's just a guess. I don't know that for sure, but just from what I've heard, um, I'm thinking that that would be realistic. Rex Thompson says it's going to be a long year for the basketball team, potentially, potentially, especially games like that Tennessee game. That Alabama, again, they have a chance for a really rough start. They need a slump buster. They need to go out against Northern Alabama and beat them by 50 points and shoot 60% from the field and 45% from three-point range. They need to go into the Tennessee game feeling as good as they can possibly feel. They need a slump buster. And, I mean, there's not really any way to tell what's going on. Anyway... I think it's I think it's interesting. Um, other stuff that's happened today, there hasn't been any commitments that I've seen um, for the football team, either transfer portal or um, high school related. So we do have that to look forward to. I think there might be potentially something Sunday or Monday. I think this transfer portal is going to get going. Um, Tuesday, Ole Miss, North Alabama. This is a big game. Now, this is a game that Deshaun Ruff and I completely expect him to take advantage because the one thing to know about this Ole Miss basketball team, they beat bad teams, and they beat them pretty good. They lose to good teams, and they usually lose by about 10 points. But the benefit of this game, and you might look at it 
Ole Miss won a game where all of this awful happened at the beginning, where they went through a shot desert. When they couldn't make a shot, they scored four points in eight minutes. All of this, they won that game. That's actually a fairly big, important step. Um, but it is still unbelievably excruciating at times to watch this team play offense. Now, one of the three things that people said about AK's team is they played street ball. And that was in reference to the fact that not much general offense was run. It was all like horn plays and plays to get Marshall Henderson open for the three and all that, where it'd be pass or two and it would get into the shot. Well, I don't know how much of plays this basketball team runs at time. I'm going to have to ask Tim Thomas about this. I saw a couple of plays where kids are just going down, dropping, just jacking up a bad three-point shot. It happened about three times in a row. And I don't know, is there no play called? Is that in, in the middle of the offense? Or are they kind of doing their own thing? And my concern is they're doing their own thing. Because anytime you have a basketball team um, or a football team or a baseball team, doing their own thing is a bad thing. If you have a good culture and everything goes right and they trust you, they will do what they're supposed to do. If they, they think they know better, that is a problem. So it is what it is. So Cafe says, has Ole Miss given up on the on basketball because I don't see any hope for the foreseeable future? Honestly, if you look at Ole Miss, if we're going to be realistic about this, football is the unbelievably one, uh, number one sport on campus. It's not even close. It's almost like there's a one and then it goes straight to three. Number three, baseball. Baseball is obviously there. They won the national championship. People pack out baseball games, they average 11,000 in a game. After that, you could almost say they're non-revenue sports after that. Ole Miss does not generally attend basketball games. There might be one game where people shows up during this season. Women's basketball, they think they broke the school record on Kids Day, which basically is a whole bunch of kids making a bunch of noise in the middle of the day. So I, I I think, yeah, it's football, it's baseball, and it's kind of everything else, else. And it will be on if there is a new basketball coach or if Kermit keeps the job. It will be on them to make Ole Miss fans care about basketball. Because we saw with Rod Evans and early Rob Evans and early Rod Barnes that when Ole Miss puts a product on the floor that is good, People will turn up. I was in the Tad Pad in 96, 97. I know that. I That was some of the most fun. I stormed the floor against Kentucky in, I think, 1997 when Dick Vitale called the game in Oxford. When the Ole Miss basketball team went through the student section, it's all gimmicky. It's all, you know, just a gimmick thing. But it works, and people care about that. And the whole point of basketball in a situation where – it's not the dominant force, is to give people a reason to show up. Right now, the number one thing you can do is put a quality product on the floor that wins games. Now, Ole Miss against Tennessee, it's, a, it's the first four games, no matter what happens against North, um, North Alabama, it's a free shot. 
You have a free shot against Tennessee. You have a free shot against Alabama. You have a free shot against Mississippi State. You have a free shot against Auburn. And win win a couple of those games, and perception could change a little bit once you get to the, quote, easier part of the SEC schedule. But as it stands right now, if you win six SEC games – even if that's an improvement over last year, because last year they won four. You win six, that's not good enough. You win eight, I, 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 don't, I don't know, because you're looking at eight and ten at that point. And I'm beginning to think, like Ole Miss right now is, I think, eight and three, and they will go nine and three with a win over North Alabama. Okay, That'll put you 11 wins shy of the magic number of 20 wins. And in the SEC, 20 wins will probably get you in. So this is what that means. If you're at 9-3 and three at the start of SEC play, that means you have to go 10-8 and eight minimum and win your game against Oklahoma State in the SEC Big 12 Challenge to get to 20. That is what that means. Can this basketball team do that? Because that is honestly the expectation at this point. Now, I don't, I'm not expecting them to do it. I'm saying the expectation of the fan base should be the basketball program should be there. They should get to 20 wins. You have a brand new arena. If they are going to waste that $100 million arena, why did they build it to begin with? So, it's frustrating, but you get to look at some stuff in a win because that's a lot easier than what they went through after UCF. Honestly, this was an important win. This was big for the psyche of the team. The team needs a little bit of a slump buster. They need to beat the hell out of North Alabama. And then they need to get ready for a week's worth of solid practices and get ready for the Tennessee Volunteers because they're a team that is capable of winning the national title this year. Alabama, a team capable of winning the national title this year. Those two teams to start off SEC play is like every year whenever they'd start the Ole Miss, Ole Miss off at Rupp Arena to start the SEC season on steroids. This is the SEC office laughing at Ole Miss because of these two games. It's kind of funny. Anyway, tonight's postcast is brought to you by the Drive Sober Tsunami. If you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks, a few becomes too many, and as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you don't you, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. No big deal. What's the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride, especially in this age of Uber. There's no excuse not to. And it only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Um, Subscribe to the YouTube channel. 
hit the bell for notifications and participate in the conversation down below by commenting or upvoting the video. Anyway, um, so cafe over under 17. I mean, that that's probably a solid number. Now, whenever you look at other SEC teams, like Missouri needed a buzzer beater to beat UCF. So if you take away the beginning of the game shot desert against Memphis and UCF, it's a completely different story. So 17, I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, Craig, they scored four points in the first eight minutes instead of zero. So compared to zero, that's an extravaganza of offense. It was, it was like Steve Spurrier over there. It was like Paul Westfall running stuff with the LA Marymount. Um, that, that, that's what those four points looked like tonight. So this season, I am going to try my dangdest to be positive and find steps along the way because Ole Miss can still get and achieve the goals that we want them to get. Right now, we see what's happening. We see what's happening, and we think that they might be a little bit difficult to attain or that we, uh, we see what's coming in the future, and I understand that totally. I, I, I absolutely get that. But until they can't do it, I'm going to assume that they can do it. And maybe that is just ignorance on my part. But it's the way I'm going to do this. I'm going to wait and see what they do against Tennessee and Alabama and Mississippi State and some of those medium-tier games. You know, how are they going to do against South Carolina? How are they going to do against um, Missouri? How are they going to do in those games? When they play Georgia, how is that going to look? Because I do anticipate that the majority of those wins are going to come from games like that. So if we're going to get to 17 or 18 wins, it's going to come from games like that. And then if we get to 20, it means we beat Auburn. It means we beat Mississippi State. That's, that's how this team gets to 20. I don't think this team gets to 20 by um, beating Tennessee. I, I mean, I think that's almost... Um, a little bit of a scary situation. But I think if they do get to 20, that's how they do it. They beat the teams that they were they are supposed to beat, and then the teams, they jump up and get a couple. And I, I think they're going to end up getting boat raced by Tennessee and Alabama. I think it's going to be an 0-2 start to the SEC um, campaign, and we're going to be on here um, commiserating with each other and having a therapy session. So Craig Murray says, those games scare me. In the end, um, you have to have players that can score night in and night out. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely the case. I do think that what's going to be important is if they really show up, much like LSU last year, um, to where they went on that super hot run early, if they do that against an Auburn, if they do, do that against those type teams, they can get them. You can also lose those very, very easily. Um, but should be really, really interesting um, as we move forward. I'm I'm not ready to give up on this basketball team. I am extremely frustrated by this basketball team at this point. I love Miles Burns. I think he had, what, how many rebounds did he have? Let me check that real quick. Miles Burns had 12 rebounds. 
only one assist, but you know he had four points. But the work he does on all the dirty work is, is very important. He was the leading rebounder for Ole Miss by five. The second was Matt Morrell, um, who is volume shooting a little bit. His three-point game was one for nine tonight. That'll get better. Um, Craig Murray says, does Miles Burns not remind you of Rodman? Miles Burns it reminds me of Jason Smith. Arkansas is a legit tough test. 50 Cafe says Arkansas is a tough test. Yeah, Arkansas is a really tough test. There's some teams in this conference that are just really good. And we just don't have time to be putting it together. So Mom Spaghetti um, says, hello, Stephen. Hope you're good. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm, I'm very good. Um, we are going to get out of here tonight. Um, we are going to get back in live stream if anybody commits tomorrow. Um, we'll do our normal Locked On Almost podcast Monday through Friday. And just to let you know, I am in the process of getting it set up. I'm trying to cover the Under Armour All-American game and get access to that get interviews to Sunterine Perkins and Aiden Williams and cover them during that all-star game. Sunterine is absolutely, um, absolutely going for his fifth star. Anyway, I will see you guys later, and I hope everybody takes care, and have a good one.